Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. Ever heard the expression green with envy? Being green with envy doesn't mean you turn the color of a tree frog or a grasshopper or an avocado. It means you want something someone else has. It can be normal to feel envious. But if we let that envy get the best of us, like the person we'll meet in today's story, we just might find ourselves empty handed. <laughs> I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called A Coconut a Day. It comes from the Burmese people of Southeast Asia. Some really great people came together to bring you our version of this folktale, including Tony Award winner Jane Howdyshell from the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building and the feature film The Humans. Jane is currently appearing on Broadway with Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman in The Music Man. So circle around, everyone, for a coconut a day. In a little white house, in a little seaside town, there lived a very crafty and very greedy man. The man in the little white house had something that none of his fellow townspeople had, a coconut tree growing in his backyard. But the problem was, the man couldn't get his coconut tree to grow any coconuts. What is going on with this silly tree of mine? No matter how much water it gets or how much sun, it doesn't grow any coconuts. Not a one. The man in the little white house knew you could make a decent living selling coconuts at the marketplace. But being a very crafty and very greedy fellow, he didn't want to make a decent living. He wanted to make a fortune. And after much thinking, he knew just how he would do it. Late one night, the man crept to the beach, where hundreds of coconut trees towered over the shore. He climbed one of the trees, plucked a coconut from the base of the long, finger-like fronds, and brought it back to his house. He fetched a ladder and some rope, then tied the coconut to his coconut tree, nice and high where everyone in town would see it. The next morning, as the townspeople streamed past his house on their way to school or work, the man climbed up his tree and cried out. Oh, my! Look at this beautiful coconut! Just yesterday my tree was bare as can be, and all of a sudden I have a perfectly round, perfectly ripe coconut. Imagine that! That evening, the man snuck back to the beach, picked another coconut, then attached that coconut to his tree. The following morning, as the townspeople bustled past, the man climbed his tree and put on another show. Oh my goodness! It's another coconut! And just like yesterday's big, glorious fruit, this one appeared out of nowhere! I've never seen such a thing! The crafty man repeated this routine over and over. 
In the dark of night, he would swipe a coconut from the beach and tie it to his tree. Then the next morning, he would pretend the coconut had magically appeared. Before long, people began to notice. They would pause on their way to work or school and crowd around the little white house just to catch a glimpse of the wondrous coconut tree. Can you believe it? The tree's grown another coconut overnight! It's incredible! Most coconut trees grow, what, 50 nuts a year? Tops? But this guy's tree grows a new coconut every single day. That's 365 coconuts a year. After a while, the townspeople weren't just lining up to see the coconut tree. They were lining up to buy it. Listen, friend, I'll give you 50 coins for your coconut tree. I'll give you 100. I'll give you 150. I'll give you 250. And I'll throw in a couple of cows. But the very crafty and very greedy man said no. I'm sorry, folks, but I won't take fewer than a thousand coins for this tree here. It's too precious to accept any less. Most of the people in town were humble peasants, farmers or bakers or candle makers, and none of them could afford to shell out a thousand coins. But there was one woman who could. She was a seamstress. But after a lifetime of hard work, she couldn't really sew anymore. She was getting older, and her tired hands didn't work as well as they used to. Luckily, the seamstress had always been smart with her money. Through the years, she regularly set aside part of her income. And now that she was retired, she had a savings of 1,000 coins. It was a decent pot of money, but not enough to keep her comfortable for the rest of her days. So one morning, as she passed by the little white house and looked at the man's palm tree, she began to think. Hmm. What if I used my 1,000 coins to buy that man's palm tree? It wouldn't be long before I made my money back and gained even more. After all, if I sold one coconut a day, that's 365 coconuts a year. I could support myself for a very long time. When the seamstress approached the man with her offer, his eyes glittered with greed. You have yourself a deal, good lady. I'll get your 1,000 coins, and you'll get my tree. I'll even throw in a freebie and help you dig it up and replant it. But once the tree was replanted in the seamstress's yard, she noticed something strange. Morning after morning, when she came out to collect her one coconut, the tree was bare. That's funny. The man in the little white house had a new coconut each and every day. I wonder why it's not working for me. The seamstress tried everything. She watered it. Here you go, tree. Drink up. She fertilized it. I've got some extra kitchen scraps today, tree. Bon appetit. She even sang to it. Please, sweet tree, lovely tree, bear a coconut. Coconut for me. But the tree wouldn't produce any coconuts. Oh. The seamstress decided to go back to the little white house and tell the man her problem. But when she did, the conniving fellow just shook his head. Well, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. I was able to pick a coconut off that tree every single day. 
Perhaps you're just not deserving of such a treasure. And the tree knows it. The seamstress trudged home, dejected as could be. But as she was plodding down the road, her head was hanging down so low that she accidentally... Oh! ...bumped into someone. I am so sorry. I should have been watching where I was going. The seamstress lifted her gaze. Standing before her was a funny little man dressed all in red. Red cap, red robe, red slippers. In one hand, he held a red walking stick. In the other, he held a red bag. My dear lady, you seem awfully down in the dumps. Whatever is the problem? So the seamstress told the man and read all about the coconut tree, how she had spent her life savings buying it, and how, unlike its previous owner, I can't get it to grow a thing. So now I don't have any coins and I don't have any coconuts. I'm ruined. The little man shook his red-capped head. Goodness gracious, no wonder you're troubled. But you're in luck, madam, for I know just how to help you. The little man reached into his bag and began rummaging around. Here's what you must do. You must go back home, go out to your coconut tree, then water it. He pulled out a slim red bottle. With this. The seamstress squinted her eyes. But what is it? It's water. Magic water from a shimmering lake atop the tallest mountain in the world. Water your tree with this. Wait one day, and I guarantee you will get your coconuts. The seamstress was beside herself with joy. Dear man, thank you so much. I can hardly wait to give it a try. When the seamstress got home, she sprinkled the magic water all around the coconut tree's trunk. And the next morning, when she went outside, her eyes grew nearly as big as two coconuts. Because what she saw was nothing like she'd expected. Nothing at all. What do you think the seamstress saw? We'll find out what it was after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club.
Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called A Coconut a Day. Before the break, a greedy man tricked a seamstress into buying a coconut tree that didn't grow any coconuts. And what's worse, the poor woman spent her last thousand coins on it. But then, a little man dressed in red gave the seamstress a bottle of magic water and told her to sprinkle it around the tree's trunk. This she did, and when she woke up the next morning and went outside, she could hardly believe her eyes. Because sprouting from the top of the tree was a coconut. But not just any coconut. This one was made entirely of... Gold! Indeed. Instead of being brown and hairy, just like a regular coconut, this coconut was glittering and gold, its bright surface reflecting the dazzling rays of the morning sun. This is amazing! A golden coconut! I don't know who that man was, but... Boy, that magic water of his sure worked. Much to the seamstress's delight, the tree grew another golden coconut the following day. Wow! And the day after that. Oh, my! And the day after that. And before long, everyone in town was talking about it. When the greedy man in the little white house caught wind of the seamstress's good fortune, he was flabbergasted. He couldn't get the tree to grow one measly coconut— And now this seamstress was getting it to grow golden coconuts every single day? Furious, he rushed to the woman's house and demanded she return his tree. Return your tree? But I bought it fair and square. Then I'll buy it back. The truth is, there was no way the man could buy it back. He had already spent all the seamstress's money on fancy clothing, food, and furniture. But no matter. The seamstress wasn't interested. Look, sir, I bought this tree and now it's mine. You know, when I complained to you that this tree wasn't growing any coconuts, you told me it was because I didn't deserve it. But I'm thinking you knew this tree was fruitless, every bit as fruitless as your attempt to buy it back. Good day, sir. The greedy man was purple with rage and green with envy. So early the next morning... Before anyone in town was awake, he tiptoed back to the seamstress's house and crouched in her yard. Okay, you tricky tree. Let's see the treasure you grew overnight. The man grabbed onto the trunk and began to climb. When he reached the top, where the long, finger-like fronds stretched out from the trunk, his face broke into a grin. Ha <laughs> ha! There it is! A golden coconut. And it's going to be mine. All mine. The man plucked the golden coconut from the tree, cradled it in his palm, then made his way back down the trunk. But the second his feet touched the ground... What on earth? His heart sank. You see, the golden coconut he just picked was no longer golden. Instead, it was brown and hairy, just like a regular coconut. Furious, the man threw out his arm to fling the coconut across the yard. But the coconut didn't fling. It didn't even move. It stayed right in his hand, as if stuck with glue. What? 
The man wiggled his fingers. He wriggled his fingers. He twitched and jerked and jiggled his fingers. But, alas, the coconut did not budge. Desperate, the man started smashing the coconut against the trunk of the tree. He banged. He hammered. He walloped. He whacked. And eventually, all the ruckus woke up the seamstress, who came running outside. What's going on here? You're stealing one of my golden coconuts. The flustered man shook his head. No, no, no. I am not stealing one of your golden coconuts. Because this coconut isn't golden at all. It's brown and it's hairy. And what's worse, I can't get the darn thing off my hand. Now it'll be stuck forever. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Out of nowhere, who should suddenly appear but the little man in red? It just so happens I know exactly how you can get that coconut off your hand. You do? The greedy man began to quiver. How? How? Tell me how. Well... The man in red scratched his bearded chin. You can give it back. Give it back? The greedy man's brow creased like an accordion. How can I give the coconut back if it's stuck to my... Oh, don't worry about that. Just try it. The greedy man took a breath, let it out, then held his hand and the coconut out to the seamstress. The seamstress wrapped her fingers around the brown, hairy coconut and, just like that, it became unstuck. But that's not all. The moment the coconut was in the hands of its true rightful and deserving owner, it immediately turned back into gold. So the greedy man trudged back to his little white house, empty-handed, and the seamstress got her coconut a day for the rest of her days. Now it's your turn. The man in the little white house became envious of the seamstress. But one way to combat envy is gratitude. In other words, being thankful for what we have. And one way to practice gratitude is to create a gratitude jar. First, find a jar and decorate it however you wish. You can tie a ribbon around it, add some stickers or glitter and glue. Next, get a slip of paper and write down or draw something or someone you're grateful for. Then put the slip of paper into the jar. Repeat this process every single day. And next time you're feeling envious of someone, or if you're just feeling down, grab a slip of paper from your jar and take a look at it. It'll remind you of what and who is good in your life. This week's story, A Coconut a Day, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by our supervising producer, Amory Sievertson. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Want to color while you listen? Sabina has made a black and white picture for every single Circle Round story. You grown-ups can find our coloring pages at wbur.org slash circle round. While you're there, you can nab your own Circle Round swag, including our t-shirt, coloring book, soundtrack, tote bag, and water bottle. Special thanks to this week's actors, Robert Fung, Thais Harris, Rishikesh Irway, Edward Hong, Ken Jackson, Melissa Victor, and Jane Howdyshell. 
Tony Award winner Jane Howdyshell stars in the feature film The Humans. You grown-ups can also check her out in the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building. Jane is currently appearing on Broadway with Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman in The Music Man. Our featured instrument this week was the hajini, a relative of the udu, a percussion instrument made of clay. To read more about the hajini and see a photo, visit our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Want to help us spread the circle round word? Please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, I'm Diego. And I'm Lucas. We're from Chicago, Illinois. And our favorite story is Chief Know-It-All. My favorite part is when the new guy beats Chief Know-It-All in every game. And my favorite part is when the new guy solves the riddle. Hi, my name is Mary Kate. I live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and my favorite episode is Latch Key Stew. I like it when the girl uses all the keys, but they start to lose it, and then they find out it's not Magic Key Stew. Hi, my name's Evelyn, and I'm from South America. My favorite circle on story is the magpie with salt on her tail. My favorite part is when the magpie throws everything that she wants in return. I love Kyle, and I like the story catching the fire because I like the part that the animal gets fire. Hi, my name is Shoshana. I live in Cedarhurst, New York, and my favorite story is the bright yellow hat because I like how it makes the girl able to hear the plants. Hello, my name is Lori, and I live in Colorado. My favorite story is Stella and the Dragon and the Three-Legged Paw. My favorite part from the Stella and the Dragon is when Stella says, It is I, Stella the Powerful. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round, or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.